It's the wrestling talk that happens after they kick us off the air. It's the finishing move, the dark matches. And now, here's your hosts, Big John Radcliffe, the road dog, Adam Gillespie, and the bearded wrestling fan, Chris Caldwell. All right, welcome to the finishing move, the dark match. Uh, our podcast version of the show that has been on vacation for a little bit during the corona era uh, that we are currently traveling through, but we're bringing it back. And it took a SummerSlam for us to bring it back. Uh, one of the original four pay-per-views. We're going to break that down a little bit and get into some of the details that we didn't get into on the finishing move, the regular show, I guess you could call it, which you can hear every Thursday night at 7 o'clock on Extra 106.3 or get the Extra 106.3 app, and you can listen to that anywhere, anytime, uh, anywhere where podcast you, yeah, you download okay. your there podcast. You there you go. Things yeah. of that nature. <laughs> Things of that nature. Uh, now earlier tonight, when we were, uh, as of when we were recording I this, who's here? You know, I say, huh? You and Big John. And oh yeah, that's right. Well, I'm just <laughs> like going just, out of the show. You're literally skipping over. Like, hey, let me tell you who's talking. Radio. I forward. am Road Dog 680. I. Oh boy. <laughs> I am Road Dog Adam Gillespie. My Twitter. Handle is Road Dog 680. And with me tonight on the dark match is John Radcliffe. The original OGs are together tonight on the podcast. We are. And you can find me at John Rad 450. It's been a while since we've done this. And I think one of the cool things about this, we got AEW on right now, too. Let's just be honest. Yeah, we're watching <laughs> AEW. So there might be some reaction to some stuff that goes on. Uh, on this the, is actually pretty cool. Go. Uh, so that's cool. But we're going to look at uh, look back at SummerSlam in, in a quick preview of Payback coming up this Sunday. Uh, on the show, I asked the guys, Chris Colwell, our third member of our tag team, was uh, with us on the show tonight. And I asked us all, uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle overall for the pay-per-view. I gave a thumbs down for the pay-per-view. Colwell said he gave it a thumbs up. Slightly, and then John, you had I had a thumbs in the middle. Um, part of the reason why I had a thumbs in the middle, there were just some matches that frankly I could have done without, but overall, I mean, there were matches in there that, and I think the match that I was really surprised by the end result and really entertained by, and maybe because I'm a fan of this wrestler, I won't say it was the match of the night by no stretch of the word, but one of my favorites, I think that one will surprise you actually. All right, well, I can't wait to hear what that is and get to that match as we work our way down the card. So I'll look forward to that. Overall, I just didn't enjoy the pay-per-view. Um, I did enjoy the presentation of Thunderdome. I have enjoyed that as a whole now that we've seen it uh, three times. Uh, and I look forward to that continuing, especially with the potential of you and I being a part of Thunderdome for payback this Sunday. I think that's pretty cool. I'm actually looking forward to that. Uh, I've been like you. I've been keeping an eye out for it, looking to see. And uh, I found mine. I got mine probably this morning when I first got here. Probably It was might have been around the same time we did it at the same time uh, inadvertently. So it was. It, I'm really looking forward to that. Thunderdome has been really cool because – you know, you and I, we've gotten a chance to take in a uh, w, a couple of WWE events, live events. Chris Caldwell and I, we've taken in an AEW event, AEW Dynamite, when they came to town. And uh, you're going to go down to Daly's Place and take it in. I'm not quite there yet, but at least I can say I made it to a WWE event in 2020. Exactly. Uh, so let's start, uh, well, with the kickoff show. Uh, we had the... Uh, United States Championship defended on that. Apollo Crews uh, defeated and retained against MVP. Somebody had to end up on the, you know, the kickoff show. 
I guess they drew the short straw. Uh, what did you think about the match? Uh, and are you happy with Apollo Crews retaining? I am happy with Apollo Crews retaining. I like the match. I think uh, Apollo Crews, very athletic, very entertaining wrestler. Obviously, um, he's someone that I've spoke of and said, you know, his mic skills aren't there. But I think even last week we talked about it on the finishing move. Um, Apollo Crews is the recipient of someone like MVP believing in him. And I think MVP has gotten that uh, veteran cachet that WWE respects and listens to. And the fact that he's willing to go out there and, you know, put Apollo Crews over, even if it's just a mid-carter, this is leaps and bounds than where Apollo Crews was seven months ago, a year ago, because even a year ago, I don't think I'd seen him in a while. So I was happy Apollo Crews came away with the win, and I hope they continue to give him a little bit more momentum to continue going a little bit further with this. I would have liked to have seen MVP come out of here with the championship. Uh, I think they should get a title inside of the Hurt Business faction. They had the 24-7. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah. I think they should get a title that matters within the uh, Hurt Business faction. Uh, I don't know if MVP's the guy to have that. Maybe more Bobby uh, Lashley should get that title and, and hold it. But uh, I think they would be better off with that. MVP is kind of, um, I guess it's a retread with him right now we're going through. But I've really enjoyed what he's brought since returning at the Royal Rumble earlier this year. Uh, he's been a great guy on the mic. He's cut some really good promos for the guys uh, for, to help uh, kill some time while we're waiting for everyone to get back. Um, I've enjoyed the Apollo Crews and MVP feud, um, so but I would have liked to see an MVP walk away with the belt. I think if you look at the three major belts on Raw, all of them are also with um, faces. You know, uh, Drew McIntyre, Street Profits, and Apollo Crews. Fair. And I'm not going to, um, I guess, technically you could say uh, Sasha had the one up until Oscar just beat her. So now that is also with a face. So I think you should at least have one belt with a heel. Now, the only thing about that is the one person that I think out of the Hurt Business that I'd like to see with the belt is, is with a belt is Bobby Lashley. The Hurt Business is, you know, I don't, I don't know if you were a fan of uh, Impact Wrestling. It is a retread. It, it was literally the only member that's different. Instead of Shelton Benjamin, it was Kenny King. Um so it's a retread that we've seen. And one of the things I would even like to see that would happen with that faction that I think would be really cool, add a woman to it, add a woman's dynamic to it and take it a step further. So maybe I won't feel like it's such a retread, but you know, I'm with you. I love the things that uh, uh, MVP has done since he's been there, but I'd like to see a belt on Bobby Lashley. And I think it would be really cool. You're right to see it on a heel. Uh, then we got into the pay-per-view, uh, kicked off officially, coming off a preview, and the opening match was Bailey defeating Asuka to retain her uh, SmackDown Women's Champion, and this was match one of two for Asuka. Uh, once we saw Asuka lose this match, did we assume right away that she was going to beat Sasha? I think we kind of did. I don't yeah. think we saw that this, and maybe, and it is one of those things that I think as we are, or at least I am, very critical of WWE Uncreative. One of the things that I hope comes out of this is that Uncreative has can hear the murmurs of everyone, where it leads up to a feud between Sasha and Bayley, and ultimately they go for the SmackDown Championship. Um, I, I enjoyed the match. 
I, I like Bailey as a champion. I like Bailey as the heel. I think the heel turn was exactly what she needed. The new look. I like everything about what she's doing. The the her ring attire to her persona. Everything about it just screams heel, and I am enjoying every moment of it because she's still very uh, character esque. So it doesn't look like she's trying to be. Uh, like Be- like Becky Lynch when she became the man persona, she she is still to some degree a little bit of the Bailey, but I like everything about it. But I I was definitely uh, shocked at I wasn't shocked at this one. This one, excuse me, I, I we I think we kind of expected because of what we believe is all set to come. Yeah, I agree. I I don't think this wasn't a shock. If we had made picks, I would have picked Bailey. I, actually, I would have picked them all right. But I definitely would have picked Bailey here to retain over Oscar because if one of those uh, ladies was going to drop the title, I would have thought Sasha. Um, and then of course we've got Payback coming up uh, this Sunday, where Sasha and Bailey will defend the tag team women's tag team champions against Nia and Shayna Blazer. Uh, so we can do we assume? Because I agree, with you. I think they're leading to a Sasha and. Bailey feud, which people have been wanting for probably over a year now. Oh yeah, completely. Um, and I think they were leading up to it at one point, and then it kind of got sidetracked. So maybe we're we're back on track for that. Of course, there was the interference that Sasha did on Bailey's behalf to help her retain, and then in storyline, Bailey did not return that favor uh, in her match, which made her lose the title. Uh, maybe there's something that happens in the match, the tag team match this Sunday. And then we're off to the races with a Bailey and Sasha feud, which I think could be very good, and I would be a proponent of that as well. After that, we got the Raw Tag Team Championships, the Street Profits, the champions defeated and retained against Andrade and Angel Garza with Zelina at ringside. This is another one where I like the Street Profits. They've had the belts now for a pretty good while since, what, WrestleMania, right? Who they, they faced? Huh? Who have they faced, though? Remember, well, they had that long feud with the Viking Raiders where they were playing putt-putt and going bowling. Throwing axes and beer yeah. drinking. There and has not been much in-ring in action for those guys uh, as far as defending their belts. But I've kind of enjoyed the Andrada and Angel Garza grouping. Um, I even liked it when they had Austin Theory uh, as a part of that, I guess, faction, if you want to call it that, for a, for a minute he was with them. I thought they did good. Now, uh, this is another pairing faction uh, friends group that they are constantly teasing is going to break up and be unhappy with each other. As we see week after week, there's some one of them leaves the match or one of them's not in the not right spot. Attention. Yeah, there's just something. And Zelina Vega is having to be the glue that holds that tag team together as they're a tag team. Um, so, I, again, I would have been very much okay with them winning and getting the titles if it's not just to get one of the titles on a heel. And that's why I actually thought this was one of the matches that, I, like I said, I would have gotten a lot of my picks wrong because I expected the Street Profits to lose. And don't get me wrong, I'm a fan of the Street Profits. But one of the things that I am critical of, and this isn't their fault, because WWE, even on social media, they put out a post where the Street Profits have been champions, I think, uh, Raw champions, for a record-setting length of time, and it made me sit and think, and that was where my question earlier came from. Who have they faced? You've had this Viking Raiders feud that has been just absurd, and now the Viking Raiders now seem to be a part of Raw Underground. So it kind of left me a little bit confused by it. And I think also, you know, 
I like Zelina Vega. Let, let's start there as the concept of where she's a manager and then she also does in-ring action. So I thought it would have been pretty cool to see her manage a tag team that would have been tag team champions. Uh, I like Andrade. Uh, what was he? He was U.S. champion for quite some time yes. uh, with Zelina yeah, Vega and then managing. Yeah, he got uh, in trouble. It, a little bit of trouble. And had to go away, and he held on to the belt during Still that time. Still did, yes, yeah, you're right. he came back. And, and Angel Garza, I, you know, everything about him, I like the gimmick that goes along with him as well. So I would have been okay with them being champions also. I thought it would have been pretty cool to see you cha- to see the titles change there and see how that dynamic works. Much like, like we said, we're watching AEW. Almost a dynamic that would have gone like uh, Hangman and Kenny Omega, where they're champions, but they have to figure out a way to make it work. Another comparison to them is where, and we and y'all talked about this a couple weeks ago, and I joined in the conversation late uh, as well, but kind of having two single stars that come together, form a tag team, kind of like, and also with Sasha and Bailey. Yes. there's It's two single stars that come together and then get the tag team, and then, you know, they are successful for a while, and then there's something that happens, they, they, they feud potentially, and then they go back on their singles. I really like Andrade as a single star. I agree. Uh, and and uh, Angel as well. But I've enjoyed Andrade. I think he's a really good heel. Um, and then with Zelina by his side throughout his run so far in the WWE. And can I point out the fact that the success that Andrade has had, I don't know how well he, how fluent he is with the English language, even if he does it all. It's one of those things that I think we've talked about a lot here on The Finishing Move. Just to show when you get a good manager that goes with them, because Zelina Vega, let's call it what it is. She's not a great manager. She's not going to be one of, you know, she's not going in the Hall of Fame as a manager. Not right now, unless something drastic happens. But the fact that he's had the success that he has, I can't think of like any stellar promos that he's ever cut or a promo period. Yeah, I don't know how great his English is. I think he does speak English. I just don't think it's that well, great. He's spoken you know, enough he's to propose to Charlotte. To propose to Charlotte, yeah, and I and maybe ask Rick for her hand. Um, but you know, I think he does do it. It's just not as fluent as maybe he's comfortable with grabbing a mic and cutting a promo. He does pipe in from time to time. We do hear him talk. He hasn't been completely mute. But yeah, you definitely those. Uh, that's one you got to pair with the mouthpiece, and they've done a great job of pairing him with Zelina. I agree. Um, so I would have liked to seen them walk away with the championships. But I enjoy the street, street properties. They're fun. They are when when they come out and they're going through the crowd and they're dancing and they're and they they just have fun and they make you have fun watching them. And one of the things I like and I think that's what has drawn me a little more to Thunderdome. They don't come out with confetti. They drop red solo cups from the sky. I just I just thought that little nuance, that little gimmick of there's not a fan there to catch those cups, so they're just picking them up, recycling them, using them next week. But, you know, you talked about I—I uh, don't remember if it was on the show or here. I think it was here just a few moments ago. You talked about uh, Dynamite. I went to the Dynamite tape or when it was Fighter Fest, and when the Young Bucks come out on pay per views, they do that thing where they shoot the money up in the sky. Yeah, and they did that. And there was no fans to catch yeah, there. They, they were shooting that money up in this guy, and I was like, "Oh, I wish I could get some of that." But and I did get one. But uh, it was it's <laughs> like, why why do that if there's no fans? But it's the TV presentation. It still makes it. the presentation. It may, and I guess we'll even get a chance to see it a little bit more if we when you know if we're able to join in the Thunderdome. That to see that presentation of the cups falling, to see those little things, that little nuance has definitely made it entertaining for to see the street profits. Uh, next up was Mandy Rose defeating Sonya Deville. Now, originally, this was supposed to be a hair match where the loser gets shaved, but apparently that was changed somewhere along the line in between 
our live show last Thursday at 7 o'clock on Extra 106.3 in the actual SummerSlam event, and it got changed to a no-DQ loser leaves WWE. So we've said now goodbye to Sonya Deville as she lost. Um, you know, this match was was fun. I guess it was a blow-off of, of their feud now that Sonya is apparently leaving WWE, uh, at least for the time being. Um I don't have much to say about this match. It is what it is. It was a, a good no-DQ match. I enjoyed Otis coming out uh, and doing the worm and then Mandy's version of the worm uh, afterwards. Uh, was this match do much for you? Could have been on the pre-show. Yeah. If you were going to put one <laughs> on the preview on. over a title match, this could have been. It could have been on the pre-show. I mean, I understand it. Mandy Rose and, so- and Sonya Deville, excuse me, uh, Mandy came out on Friday and she announced it. And part of the reason why they gave up, you know, it went outside of the ring where um, Sonya Deville had an intruder and someone stalking her at her home. Mandy Rose was there. Her attorney informed her that it probably wouldn't be of the best idea for her to show up with a shaved head when she has to make an appearance in court to prosecute the individual who uh, tried to kidnap and assault her. And and thank goodness he was he was uh, deterred on that. But it just shows that number one, they revealed that Sonya would have lost that match ultimately. And then number two, that the time away that she'll have, if anything that came, the time away that she'll have will be to handle that situation. If anything that comes out of this that is a positive is that uh, I think we're going to get Sonya Deville back and we're not, her name won't be Sonya Deville. I think we're going to get a new character. She'll be rebranded, repackaged. And one theory that I'll even throw out there for you, we talked about it on the show on the finishing move on Extra 106.3, which you guys can tune in and hear us every Thursday from 7 to 8 p.m., or you can even download it at the Extra 106.3 app. What if Sonya Deville is a member of Retribution? Sure, why not? She's somebody we would recognize, but it would be kind of weird knowing that Retribution was attacking these shows while she was a part of the show. Don't go looking for logic. Okay. (laughs) Don't go looking for logic. All right, we'll we'll leave that out. Um, uh, another match, the next matchup, uh, was the street fight between uh, Seth Rollins and Dominic Mysterio. Uh, I was not looking forward to this match. I did not think that Dominic's debut should be against someone of the, of the caliber of Seth Rollins. At I think a pay-per-view, should, at one of the big four. At a big four pay-per-view, yeah, exactly. I, I was kind of caught off guard by that. Uh, I will say the match did better than I thought it would do, I or I enjoyed it a little more than I thought I would. Um, I still think they could have used Seth in a better spot for a big four pay-per-view. Um, but uh, I, I'll give Dominic credit where credit's due. He took a beating in that match, and he has taken a beating over the last few weeks uh, with the by uh, kendo stick be, uh, hits. Um, and, you know, it was what it was. Seth won. I, I, I think we all would have guessed that right. Correct. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they were going to give – uh, Dominic the win over Seth on a big four in the debut. That would maybe been a little too much, not to say it's never been done before. Um, but it was a good match. You know, Ray was ringside. Murphy was ringside for Seth. Um, I don't know. How, it seems like this this is going to continue. Um, we, we got more of them on Raw the next night and until Retribution got involved. Um, we had Ray's uh, wife, Dominic's mother, come down and get involved. Uh, so I don't think this feud is done. We're going to get more. Um, are you happy with getting more of it? And what do you think about the match in Dominic? I agree debut? with you that, you know, look, his first match in WWE was at one of the big fours. I kind of had a little bit of an issue with that. I don't think I expected him to win. I didn't. 
But I think the match was better than what I thought we were going to get. I thought it was going to be a lot more clunkier. Uh, Dominic has some, you know, he has some rough edges that he could still refine. And, well, Cole's not here. We could say it. I would have preferred. I would have even been okay with if he was down at uh, NXT and developed down there and then came and worked his way up a little bit more because I think you're putting such big expectations on him. And one of the things that I'm still questioning, if he, if there are long-term plans to have him there, that's great. I have no issue with that. But Charlotte Flair worked her way up to that point. So many of the other WWE superstars, Randy Orton came up through OVW. Um, just so many more that were there that I think they could have done a little bit better with. And I think just putting him that high so fast that, you know, you're almost setting him up for failure because the next thing you got to do, you're going to have to push him down and he's going to have to build back up. It would have been better to do the build up and then work to that point. But it was a better match than what I thought we would actually have gotten. I agree. So hats off to Dominic for uh, stepping up for the moment in, uh, in his debut in a match at least. Uh, Can he but, get new ring attire? But though? I am yeah, well that that jumpsuit or whatever you want to call it, with it the took blue a beat. and the black. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 not. I don't. Know, I think it was that bad. I thought Seth was a little more like, what is he wearing? Well, Seth Seth was uh, taking a shot at Rey Mysterio at Ray from uh, question marks and, yeah, from uh, he was the Phantom when it was a popular '90s movie back in the yeah. day. So it was kind of an homage to Rey Mysterio, but he has this hood that was on it that was kind of weird. And I'm thinking, if I'm wrestling. When you go hit the ropes, I'm just going to grab the hood and yank you down one good time. <laughs> just That would have been part of my moveset. That would have been the way I would have gotten heat was you bounce off the ropes, go past me, grab the hood, yank you down, slow this down. <laughs> In her second match of the night, we saw Asuka defeat Sasha Banks to win the WWE Raw's championship match. This was a good match. I mean, both of these are great wrestlers. Sasha is good. Asuka we know is good. And not to say anything took away from Bailey. I thought they had a good match too. But I really enjoyed this match. I thought they did a great job. Uh, it was one of the better matches for me of the night. My match of the night. Okay, there you go. Yeah, your My match, match of, the of the night. night. Yeah, it was a good match. Those two really went all out for. Her. And this you got to give Asuka credit because this was her second match. So I'm sure she was, uh, you know, tired uh, from her first match and, and, and all that took place there. But they these two ladies put on a hell of a match. Yeah, it was my match of the night. And just to watch that match, to like you said, Asuka, her second match of the night. And Asuka, I can't take anything away from the performer that she is. I hope she gets more. I, I, I feel like she's almost underappreciated to some degree. And I hope she gets more of the respect that she deserves. Uh, I kind of anticipated that Sasha would lose, and it is kind of sad that Sasha will never really, never, I say that like I have any control over it, but like Sasha will, seems to never really get the title run, or, you know, every time she wins it, she never retains in the Yeah, she has never won defense a defense on a pay-per-view. Correct, and it's just, it's one of those things that it kind of stinks. I'd love to see her get that, but I was happy to see Asuka win on this one, because like we said earlier, we know what this is leading up to, we know what that, that comes about from there. But it was just a great match and just some of the moves that they did that they went through there. The uh where Sasha goes through the ropes, she kind of jumps upside down off the off the apron and power bombs Asuka Asuka to the floor. It looked like a pretty brutal move. And I mean, I know, you know, every what everyone will say, those non-wrestling fans, but it was just like, wow, that was a really cool move set to watch her do. And I enjoyed the match. That's why I definitely had to give this my match of the night. Yeah, I thought it was a good match, like I said. Uh, I enjoyed it. I'm glad that um, Asuka has got the championship again, although, again, I go back to the fact that they're all on faces now. Uh, I think you need to get at least one of them off and put it on a heel. 
uh, for the chase of a face. Okay, hold on real quick. As we're watching AEW, I really hope you get to do that part. That's saying I want to see. You. Well, those are wrestlers. Those are not fans that Lance Archer just walked up to and punched. The fans are way back, and they are not that easily accessible. Do, can we call someone? I know you know a friend that works at AEW. Can we get you there and let him come out and just just one time? I mean, come on. I actually tried to get down to that level when I was there for one of the nights of Fighter Fest, and I almost made it, but then uh, uh, we got caught and told to go back to our uh, seats. But no, I'm not looking to get punched in the face by uh, Lance Archer. <laughs> not at all. Uh, coming up next, we got our two big championships left. Uh, Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. I liked the match uh, okay. I did not like the ending of the backslide that Drew McIntyre put on Randy Seemed Orton. Seemed like it was just such a to lazy retain. cheat. Now, if, if you're telling me I, that's if that was what you didn't see coming, I definitely didn't. You didn't even have a finish, right? No. You didn't even have, like, a finisher used. You had the figure four that was used, which obviously Ric Flair's finisher. Yeah, but one of these guys first. You didn't have uh, an RKO. You didn't RKO, have an RKO. You didn't have the Claymore kick, kick. Or a Claymore kick. Yeah, it was just the match. Look, I, overall, the match was okay. I had, I think it had a great buildup to it, and it's something that I was very critical of in our next match that we'll talk about that it didn't have to me, the match, but this had a great buildup that went to it, and the feud is continuing on. I'm intrigued to see where it continues on to go, but it just seemed like it kind of left a little bit more to be desired, and I get having Drew McIntyre win. It gave a little bit more validity to uh, Drew McIntyre taking on someone like Randy Orton, and I think Randy Orton is in a position where, and he's earned that right to where um, I think he'll pick his... I think he had a hand in picking who he wants to go up against because, you know, Randy Orton's made it this length of time. He wants to continue going on in the wrestling business a while longer, and I don't think he's just going to go up against any old body. So I think it's pretty cool that he gets to do that, and just this match could have had a little bit more. That backslide, it just felt cheap. It felt lazy. Yeah, as far as writing for the yeah. how to end the match, I, I think so. And I agree with you. I think that we are going to get more of those two. Now, not for payback. We know we're going to get Randy versus Keith Lee, uh, but uh, I, I think that's what this is. But when I look at the four, and when I say the four, I'm talking about Rumble, Mania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, I think that's where you end feuds, not, it's not so much continuations of feuds. Those should be uh, ending the points. Yeah, the payoffs for the big feud. Big payoffs yeah. for the feud and get ending points, and then you kind of start new. Uh, with the next pay-per-view or the next set of pay-per-views leading up to the maybe the next of the big four, which will be Survivor Series in this case. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think, I just think that was a little bit of a miscalculation to have it in that way. Uh, if it, and, and to have that just be a continuation of the storyline. And the only reason I can wonder if it's a continuation of, and we saw it uh, Monday night on Raw where, you know, uh, Drew McIntyre took, what, three, four punts three, to the head? Three uh, by the end of the night, yeah. And, and then was taken off in an ambulance. Maybe it's some time off, but then that makes it weird now that I say that out loud because he is still the champion. So what happens from there? So I'm intrigued to see where that goes. Uh, but you're right. That's supposed to be the big payoff. That's supposed to be the big ending of it, and we're not supposed to see any more of it. And it seems like this one's going to continue on for one more round, one more bout. And I'm intrigued to see what the payoff is on this one. I think they are took him off to a medical, a, a close by medical facility, uh, at the end of, or towards the end of Raw, so that we don't get the rematch of 
Orton and um, McIntyre seven days later on the next pay-per-view. So I think we're going to get Orton and McIntyre again at the next pay-per-view after payback. I just don't think they wanted it to be seven days later. We're now getting that rematch again because so far we're not getting any straight-up rematches at payback. The only one that's kind of close is the triple threat between Bray, uh, Braun, and but Roman is now injected into that. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. And well, actually, we'll talk about it now because we're to the we're final a lot match. of matches. We're, we're to the final match of the night. <laughs> so we'll talk about Bray and Braun first. Uh, we saw Braun uh, defeat Braun to, or we, or we saw the Fiend <laughs> defeat uh, Braun, Braun Strowman to regain the. Uh, the uh, Universal Championship and now become a two-time champion. But I have a feeling he is nothing more than a transitional champion, as I think they're going to put it on Roman uh, at payback. But before we get to that, uh, what did you think about the match? I thought it was a okay match for what the two big guys who you got the Fiend who's kind of not selling anything. But again, I thought the ending was funky where you had Braun kind of stripping up the mat, which I like the idea of, uh, well, I can't beat you. I've got to take the mat take a little and bit expose extra. the wood to really get you down. But he didn't even get to deliver a blow on that exposed wood. Uh, the Fiend got up and gave him, what, two Sister, Sister Abigails. Abigail. Uh, is it now two- Sister Abigail or is it still Sister Alexis? Is it now <laughs> Sister Alexis? Yeah, maybe. Sister <laughs> Alexis is on to the exposed wood uh, to win. Uh, but the match was what you would expect from these two guys. It was a falls count anywhere match, but then the fall ended up being in the ring, um, of course. But uh, but basically all that does is give you the permission to be a no-DQ match. Um, so they were outside a lot uh, battling the toolbox uh, with uh, the, the announcer tables and stuff like that, Braun steamrolling steam him through the... Um, padded through the bar- padded barricade. barricade, yeah. Uh, uh, so I enjoyed these two big beasts going at each other for a little bit. Uh, I didn't like the way it technically ended, um, but then of course we got the big surprise of Roman Reigns making the comeback, his, or his uh, his comeback. We haven't seen him since before WrestleMania. Of course, he chose to sit out because of his leukemia. He's recovered from the leukemia, but that makes him immune compromised. So it was probably a smart choice for him not to be out and about in the in the world while COVID was running rampant as much as it was at least early on. Uh, so we haven't seen him in four or five months. Um, I'm not a Roman fan, but I did enjoy a little bit of what we saw out of Roman, a heelish type of Roman. Uh, if we get a heel Roman, I will be more of a fan of that character uh, than we than I am of the face. Now, if we just get a face with a little bit of an edge to him, I don't know. We'll see how that plays out. What do you think overall of the match and the reemergence of Roman Reigns? Here's the only thing that comes about from that, and I was very critical of these two because we didn't get a chance. I felt like there wasn't enough of an interaction between the two, and those two being Braun Strowman and, uh, and Bray Wyatt to the buildup of this match. I enjoyed the match. One of the things that I wasn't a, I, I wasn't a fan of, uh, I like the concept of revealing the, the hard surface underneath the ring. Maybe I'm overthinking it, and that's just a me problem. I think you could have taken Braun and literally had him tear up the ring with his bare hands to make him look more of a monster-esque. To make him, because when he pulled out the box cutter, I don't think anybody thought, oh, he's going to cut him. He's literally going to go slice it. No, he's not. 
we we okay. Let, let, well, I don't know. I mean, we, eye for an eye match. We don't just tell had it. an eye for an eye match where somebody had an eyeball hanging out. You know, of there. you're right. There's so no telling they, there. So I, I think I would have wanted to see more of that. The other problem that we run into, and we spoke about it on the finishing move here on the show. Everybody, if Braun is a heel. Bray is a heel, and Braun, ultimately, his heel point was when he gorilla-pressed Alexa Bliss and dropped her down. Bray Wyatt was, has always been the heel, and Roman has. We only get one time to get some definition on all of this, and that's this Friday on SmackDown. That's it. By then, we go right into payback. So we get one day to get the story. I hope Bray Wyatt is not just a transition point for them. I hope Bray gets some time with the belt and maybe create that next story because then that way we can get the... Uh, Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns match again and continue on with that portion of or some variation of I don't know how it works. It just seems like and this is one of the flaws with having such a quick turnaround like that. It's almost like you instead of doing it as a pay-per-view, you almost should have done it as like a clash of the champions uh, and put it on put it on the WWE Network. Maybe instead of the free one, the subscription one, put it on there, make it something that's there. I don't know. I just feel like when you're calling this a pay-per-view, it feels like it's so fast, it's so rushed, that this story and adding this extra proponent proponent to it, it's just rushing it through it, and it feels like there's going to be something that's going to be missing from it. Uh, I am very distracted by what's going on the TV right now. I wish we could uh, hear that. Uh, speaking of AED, AEW Dynamite. Uh, but, yeah, I agree with you. There's not going to be a lot of time. That's why they're having to basically carry over storylines that they used to build up on SmackDown. Correct. Now, we did see um, one storyline kind of come uh, originate and start on on Raw, which will be the Randy Orton, Keith Lee. Who was the other one? Uh, uh, Sasha the... and Bailey taking on Nia Jax oh, yeah, that's right. and, uh, and, and, Shayna. and Shayna Baszler. That's right. We saw the those two form a tag team, and they'll uh, go up against uh, the two, uh, Shasha Sasha. And Bailey gotcha. for a gotcha. uh, a title gotcha. title chance. That's right. You're you're completely right about that. So we'll see. I don't. Um, I, but to go back to SummerSlam real quick before we move yeah. on completely to pay per view, I do want to point out a couple other things. I think we were missing some names, and maybe it's just because maybe there is a COVID thing where hey, we can only get X amount of people on there, and these are the these fill up those X amount of spots. Um, but to have a big pay-per-view and no AJ Styles on it, in Correct. my opinion, I think was a big swing and a miss. And he's your Intercontinental Champion. or uh, cha- champion. Um, no, well, he was. Uh, I mean, he lost it the Friday before to to uh, Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy's your Intercontinental now as, as of the pay-per-view. But, uh, you know, I think that was a big swing and a miss not to have AJ Styles on a big four. No, I agree. And I think it's one of the things that we've gotten a chance to see. And you might have just nailed it where – it might actually be following the restriction of whatever Florida's rule may be because of its being so much space because it still has to be a show that has to be put on. There has to be a makeup team. There has to be things in place in the back that has to come about from it. There might actually You might have actually nailed the question that I think we've all been trying to figure out. Why is this person not there? Why is this person not there? It's some things that are missing from it, and that might be a big portion of it is we're, we're not getting that part of the show because – Due to COVID-19, it's only so many that you can put there. Yeah, I mean, another big name that was not involved, Bobby Lashley didn't have a match on the night. Uh, this is a big four pay-per-view. And normally for the big four, you get a Brock Lesnar. Now, I understand maybe why you didn't bring him back uh, for this because you didn't have the ability to eat or he wasn't willing to maybe do the build-up uh, and, and what entails in that right now. 
But uh, I think there were some big names and uh, that we missed completely uh, on this pay-per-view, which is another reason why I went with thumbs down for this uh, SummerSlam and pay-per-view. Uh, another thing that kind of happened uh, throughout this pay-per-view was it was the last time we saw Renee Young um, on a WWE broadcast for now. R.I.P. Renee. Uh, you know, we talked about this last week when the news kind of broke. I enjoyed Renee Young. I thought she was very versatile uh, on WWE and the things that she did. Uh, again, one of the things that we said uh, kind of about the Street Profits, when she was on a panel, she brought a little bit of fun to that panel and personality and bubbliness. And I enjoyed that from her, and I will miss seeing that from uh, from her when she's a part of it. I have said in the past I was not a big fan of her on the commentary team, uh, and I'm not trying to backtrack on that. I still am not. Um, but I think she was growing in that field, and maybe she would have gotten there. Um, any thoughts on Renee Young? And yeah, I think she'll be missed her because um, it is definitely one of those things that she was one of those individuals that you got a chance to watch her improve. You got a chance to watch her get better. And I think that was really cool to watch her get better. And I think she would have grown into it with some more time, with some more development with her, with the right person that's there. And it, she's just someone whose energy, you know, I I, uh, I wasn't a fan of uh, what was the show she had on uh, Fox Sports South? Um, oh, yeah, that came on at, at middle of the night on yeah, the channel that I nobody just, had and I, nobody watched. I wasn't a big <laughs> fan of that but I love the energy energy that she bought and the energy that she bought backstage with her interviews. They were definitely a lot more fun. They definitely carried more energy with it. So she will be missed. And I'll be intrigued to see where she ends up because, you know, ultimately at that point in time, what are we going to get a chance to see is do we see her go to AEW and join her husband, Dean Ambrose, uh, John Moxley, or do we see her go to, you know, impact wrestling someplace else it's interesting. I know she's recently written a cookbook, so there could be an endeavor that's there. It'd be fun to see where she ends up, but she'll be someone that will be uh, that will be missed a little bit in terms of what what she could have done and how much more she could have grown. So we're moving ahead. I, I uh, let's real quick. I don't want to. We're not going to go match by match, but uh, Wait, take real quick, over. And I'm sorry not to divert for one quick second because I wanted to t- go back, circle back to something that you said because. We didn't even get a chance. We saw one tag team set of belts defended. We didn't see the other. Yeah, I brought that up last week. Where we didn't see the Cesaro SmackDown belts. And, um, yeah, the SmackDown tag teams weren't even on. the uh, Another group of people, I guess in this case, that were just missing from the show. I really do think there may be something to the amount of people allowed in the building, and they hit that number, and they were like, because, I mean, you literally you had Oscar wrestle twice. Um, that could have just been another match with different people. So I, I, I would be interested to hear if there was a number that they can only uh, uh, allow in the building and they hit that number so they could only go that far. And plus, for a big four, um, it was shorter in length than yes. normal. It just did not have as many matches for a big four. And I'm looking even going back to just uh, Extreme Rules Horror Show because, you know, going down the card, Kevin Owens Murphy, that was your preview show. Cesaro, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus The New Day, where it was only two of them. Sasha Bailey, Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss, uh, Seth Rollins, Rey Mysterio, Asuka with Carrie Zane, Sasha and Bailey. Yeah, it looks like that actually might, you might have solved the proverbial riddle. Good job, Road Dog. Uh, the night before, we had TakeOver. I don't want to go down this match by match, uh, but I enjoyed the pay-per-view, pay-per-view uh, TakeOver. Um, 
I think there was. I was surprised that Keith Lee lost. I was, but too. as soon as he lost, I said, "Oh well, he's coming to the roster, and he or and he's he moving. Was. He's moving up to the it's main roster. Up. It's not moving up. <laughs> Don't be Colwell. It's mo- not moving up. He's moving up to the uh, main roster, uh, and that's exactly what he did. Now it's unfortunate. I think I would have I would have enjoyed a Carrion Cross title reign, but he separated his shoulder in that match. And props to him for being able to finish, finish that it. match. Uh, with and especially with the move off the ropes uh, with Keith Lee on him, that had to be painful. Um, My only concern that comes about for him at this point in time, remember when Finn Balor won the Universal Championship, and we've not seen Finn Balor go for another championship. The only reason I'll say it's different is Triple because H. Vince McMahon is in charge of when Finn did it, and Triple, Triple H, H is, is in, in charge, charge of I what agree. Doing. And that was my only concern. That was the first thing that came to mind. That was my only concern. But you're right. I I mean, we saw. Uh, we saw a new North American champion come yeah, out Damian of it from Priest. Damian Priest. Uh, were you surprised? I know we talked about it, but Velveteen Dream, uh, I don't think we thought he was going to win no. with the turmoil that yeah. he was in, uh, and he didn't. Uh, but And it will be very interesting to see what happens with Velveteen moving forward. I think they tried to give him some time off, bring him back, hopefully in, hoping that some of the heat had subsided, but all it's done is reignite the fire. A lot uh, more. I think of, uh, on Velveteen Dream. So we'll see what happens uh, with him. You brought this up on the show. Again, the finishing move, which you can hear every Thursday at 7 o'clock on Extra 106.3. You were impressed by, Ma- by Pat McAfee and the match that he had with Adam Cole. Now, I don't think it's any shock that Adam Cole had a good match, but no. the fact that Pat McAfee was able to keep up with him to a st- extent. I mean, he did that flip off the top of the turnbuckle, and obviously we know like the people caught him, but it was a clean flip. It wasn't exactly like it was terrible. He He's a very athletic guy where he did the leap to the top turnbuckle for the superplex. He just did more moves, because there's some moves, even if you've been a longtime wrestling fan, you know, you know wrestlers early on, Typically, until they get better at their move sets, one of their first uh, finishing moves is typically the DDT. It's the simplest move that you can do. You don't have you. It's hard to hurt your opponent. You can do it with your opponent, but to see him do a superplex off the top turnbuckle, it was one of those scenarios of, wow, I'm you did he did exponentially more than I expected, and I was really impressed. And now there's talks that uh, he wants to do more to develop more, and he's even called out Triple H, which you know, good for you. Everybody should have a goal. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe that will happen down the road at some point, uh, but I wouldn't expect that anytime soon. And he just ended his uh, radio show with CBS. Yes. Uh, Now he has obviously going to have opportunities elsewhere to to pick that up if he wants to, but at least in the time being, he will have uh, a chance to go down to the Performance Center and uh, work on that craft. So if our boss wants to pick up his podcast and bring it over to Podcast Park where you can hear ours, Will you challenge uh, Pat McAfee to a match? Yeah, if he does that, I sure. I'll, I'll, I'll be your manager. I'll stand on the apron. I'll grab his. You know, I'll help you out. All right. I'm here this, for you. This Sunday we have payback. We only know four matches so far. I assume a few more will be added um, this Friday tomorrow night uh, after SmackDown. But this is what we've got so far. Uh, Keith Lee versus Randy Orton. Now, we saw a little bit of this on Monday. It got interfered, but then Drew McIntyre interfered. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. I like. We're both Keith Lee fans. We're both Randy yes. Orton fans. I think yes. this can be a good match. Uh, only thing I want from Keith Lee is I don't want him to wear that kilt or whatever those big shorts he had on, whatever was going on there. But I'm a Keith Lee fan. I like it. And it was very cool to watch how that match took place. And I, I think Randy Orton did a great job of giving Keith Lee – 
respect in terms of coming out there, selling, you know, Keith Lee grabbing his, uh, catching his his punch. punch. Everything about it is very cool. I like everything that they did. I'm wondering, and I'm a little confused about it, and I think I even might have tweeted about it with you, in terms of Keith Lee, you know, at NXT, he didn't wear a shirt. Now he's wearing a shirt, a sleeveless T-shirt. And I'm wondering, is there something there? Is there a reason behind it? I mean, I know it's small. I know it's finite. But, like, it looks like they try to repackage him a little bit. And his music interests me. Well, there's a music. music there's a reason changed. behind the music. And I, yeah, me. I was about to say the reason is because of the co- production company that produced the Correct. NXT version. They've now uh, separated Separate from, ties from WWE. Yeah, so they're just changing it up. And they're asking anybody who has music, theme music, produced from that company uh, to change it. Uh, and that's why that happened. But yeah, I, I understand would, the the shirt thing as well. I would expect Keith Lee would might uh, he's actually a really good singer and a rapper. So I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if at some point in time Keith Lee uh, came out with um, something of his own. And uh, we always talk about this as fathers. We you know my son, your and your daughter uh, both are into wrestling. If you if you have Netflix, go on Netflix and watch the main event. Keith Lee is actually the star in that. And a very cool show. It's about a kid who puts on an old Lucha Libre mask and gets superpowers to become a wrestler. Oh, yeah, I have seen that. It's a very cool show, and that's where I became a little— I haven't watched it, but I've seen it on Netflix. I became a little bit more of a fan, and even my son is a fan. He he doesn't get to see Keith Lee as much because normally uh, he's asleep by the time Keith Lee would do anything on NXT. But uh, it's really cool. So I'm intrigued to see how this one plays out, and hopefully Keith Lee just doesn't get buried up on the main roster. Is that your pick, uh, or or is that your pick then for Randy to win uh, if you're hoping he doesn't get completely Yeah, buried? I'm hoping Keith Lee wins this one. I think Randy's going to win because I think we're going to build back to the feud uh, like we talked about earlier where it's, he's going to go right back to McIntyre uh, for the probably the next, next pay-per-view. So I don't um, – but – Hopefully this one, but that wouldn't bury losing to Randy Orton does not. That's not bury. That's not. There's uh, no, 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 nothing wrong with losing to Randy Orton, a future Uh, Hall of Famer. Next, we're going to get the match that we kind of both thought we maybe we should have had at SummerSlam. We're going to have Apollo Cruz defend his U.S. Championship against Bobby Lashley. Um, They they seem to be putting a lot into Bobby right now, so I could see him walking away with this. Um, but they're high on Apollo as well. But I think that, that they're leaning towards Bobby right now and have big plans for him. Um, well, and I think we're all hoping, secret, uh, you know, hoping that's maybe Brock. Yeah, I think I'm my my pick is going to be Bobby Lashley, and I think part of the reason why it's going to be Bobby Lashley is because if Bobby Lashley wins it, he's been one of the constants outside of Dolph Ziggler to be at Raw Underground, and so he would take the title to Raw Underground and, and be able to show it off and maybe find a way to. Defend it there, or something, some sort of involvement with it there. So my pick for this one's going to be Bobby Lashley. Uh, the WWE Tag Team Women's Championships are up next: Bailey and Sasha versus Nia and Shayna. I think we talked about this earlier and both kind of gave our picks. I think, or at least I did. I think Nia and Shayna are going to win this, and it's going to lead to more of the division between Bailey and Sasha, which gets us to a Bailey and Sasha match uh, at least somewhere down the road soon. Um, I agree. My pick is Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. This is the most clunky put-together tag team I've ever seen. But on the other side of that, it puts Nia Jax with someone that she can learn from a little bit more, and that's Shayna Baszler. But they just don't have a lot of natural tag teams in the women's division. No, they don't. So whenever they come up with teams, they kind of have to force them together like this. But they literally force them together like 
There was no, there was no story between that. There was what that one raw underground two weeks ago, and then it was just congratulations, you guys are a team now, well, which which is you- great. But it's one of those scenarios of I think the biggest takeaway from all of this. Number one, you don't have to put Nia Jax in a ring with someone where she can possibly break break someone's nose again. Uh, and number two, it gives because you you shouldn't bury Shayna Baszler. And I get it that there's a lot going on there. There's a lot of moving parts, and hopefully she'll get a chance to work her way back up to it. But um, I don't. I just don't think you can bury her just quite yet. So I think that you're. I think we're both on the same page with this one. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax walk away with the tag team championship belts, and then Sasha and Bailey prepare for their feud, which will probably. Uh, culminate at uh, what's the next big four? What would be the next one? Survivor Series Survivor. would be the next uh, big of the big four. And the way the WWE goes, that could be next week. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, they they kind of put themselves into their own, painted themselves into their own corner on this by having a pay per view the very next Sunday after a pay per view. There, like you already brought up, there's not much time to build storylines, and so when they force these two together to be a tag team, that's kind of what you get. It it kind of feels thrown together. Uh, next, the big match that we knew was coming uh, after Roman Reigns made his reappearance on SummerSlam. Bray, the champion, or the Fiend, the champion, whichever persona comes out, taking on Roman and Strong in a no-holds-barred match, triple threat. Uh, I think Roman's going to get the belt here. And Bray is just a transitional champion for whatever reason uh, if they didn't want um, Braun to get pinned by, by Roman. I'm going to go with you on this one. And the only reason I'm going with you on because then I'm like, where does he go from there? Does he go back to Braun? Does he go back to Bray? Do you just kick them to the curb? And is there some, who's next? Who's next in line to go with them? Are you trying next? Are you, are you teasing something? Do you know something? No. Who's next? You know what? That's where we're ending this. No, because you could be right, though. It could be Goldberg. But he's already done his two matches this year. He might want to try and knock them all out really quickly. And the other portion of it is with WWE now doing the uh, theatrical matches, the recorded ones, look, he could possibly want to do it as quickly as possible before things get completely back to normal, and that way it can be edited. It can be cleaned up, and that way he doesn't have to do it live, and maybe uh, Goldberg looks a little bit better in a edited and recorded match. It might take you know, an hour to get a 13-minute match. But, hey, who cares? Who's counting? Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, again, I think Roman walks away here. They just brought him back too strong Sunday night. Now, we'll see what happens tomorrow night on SmackDown before we get to this actual pay-per-view. But I think Roman walks out the champion here. Uh, you've been listening to The Finishing Move, The Dark Matches, on behalf of John Ratcliffe and myself. Bye. Thank you for listening. And Chris Colwell, who was out there somewhere doing something. Uh, we appreciate listening. Make sure you listen every Thursday live at 7 o'clock on Extra 1 at 6-3 for the finishing move. Have a great day.